Wake up, Jaw Warriors! Wake up from your sleeping slumber! What's good? Welcome, everybody, to the What's Good podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ash. Um, um, and um, get ready for our musings, really. That's right. <laughs> get, get ready for yet another podcast that discusses culture and gives you a little bit of cultural commentary on whatever day you're going to listen to this podcast. Today, we wanted to yeah. come to you with the Janet Doc, um, because we couldn't stop talking about it. And in fact, it was the thing that got us to start this podcast and we felt like we needed to talk about right. it. Right. <laughs> her, her mind, her, her legacy, her, her, legacy. Uh, her impact. It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just flourishing. It, it, like from YouTube to us. <laughs> it continues to affect the girls. The girls are happy. And it's yeah. like... Right. Well, do you want um, do you want to t- tell us how you know you got to watching the doc? Like, how did you get? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I live on Twitter, and I live on Twitter, and I saw everyone like really going on about it, particularly the Americans, because I am a product of American culture. Um, really going off about the Janet doc. I didn't really see much advertising it over here, and I I don't know if that's because we live in the UK or if that's just. But I see some Americans say they didn't really see advertising for it either. So I don't know. And I, so I saw the Americans like really going up for Janet. And I love, I love a bit of Janet J myself. Um, and, then, and then Ash here texted me saying, you need to watch a Janet doc so we can talk about it. Exactly. So that's how, that's how I got to it. That's how this got, this got started. And personally, I basically seek everything Black. I have this website where I watch the latest Black anything from The Wonder Years, which I still haven't watched, to Naomi, oh, wow. to Black Lightning, to like, it's just, it just offers an array of shows that I never considered watching. And obviously this was at the top of the, the list. I saw all four parts mm-hmm. and I thought, well, why not? Let's do it. Why not? Um, so yeah, and I I have to say that for pretty much four hours, I was just so 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 consumed by Janet's story. I think mainly because as a mid twenty something in in twenty twenty two, I don't think her story has as much impact on me as let's say the previous generation. Like if I got my mom talking about Janet right now, I don't think she could ever stop. Um, from the earring, the key with the key to the control outfits, um, mm. yeah, her impact. Her impact is so felt. Um, mm. But yeah, what what did you think? Um, I think this is going to sound so bizarre, but I never think about what it was like to be rich before now as a black person. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, like, I know what black rich looks like now. I couldn't, but I can't fathom what it looked like back then. And I think from that perspective, it was so interesting. And it was just so fascinating to me to see like the 80s, I guess, and, and the 90s portrayed like through the lens of somebody who was an adult at that during that time and like wealthy and black, but also not actually growing up in community with like black people. Um yeah. What, what did wealth look like to you in that situation? Like what what did Janet's portrayal of wealth look like? What stood out to you? It wasn't that it's it, it didn't stand out because anything remarkable like it was anything remarkable about being black and wealthy then. What was remarkable was that she had no consciousness of it, right? 
she had absolutely no consciousness of like she talks about it and she experiences wealth and she has no like documentary no no like consciousness of the fact that she is like black like because she's the youngest and she she so she comes about when they're like already rich and so she's going to school with these like really rich kids and she's growing up in this really rich environment and she's just like I want to go to school and do business law but my daddy is making me do music and I'm not saying that this isn't actually this is like obviously like really full, emotionally loaded for her a hundred percent but it has to be still like it's still very much like a like a one percent of discourse I don't know how do you know what I mean and I think I never quite imagined the Jacksons in that context I always thought I always saw them as yeah they were these kids from Gary Indiana where 12 of them lived in one house and they shared one couch and blah blah and kind of seeing Janet as a product of like actually by the time she comes around she's actually a wealthy kid was really and actually she doesn't have much awareness of race to start off with is kind of really interesting to me and gives me more context about the family and almost how she reacts to events later on in her life. Yeah, there's an element of um, choice, for me anyway, when you discussed when you discussed just privilege, there's an element of choice that comes with being rich, that came with being the youngest in the Jackson family, that came with being mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's youngest sister. And you were, I mean, she didn't, she didn't sleep on that couch too long because by then they'd already moved to LA or, yeah. or and yeah. also, also her age, because of her age, she didn't necessarily remember all of those things. In fact, the documentary yeah. shows us that Randy had to remind her of these bits. So it's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. It is a blip. It is a yeah. blip in her life, which kind of feels like basically it reminds me of how my brother grew up as well. Like they 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 don't remember <laughs> beginnings. <laughs> they yeah. don't they, she's literally they, like I yeah. she's like I heard about this poverty thing. I've, I've heard about it. Like yeah. I very much like like sorry oh poo boo sorry for you guys but that shit that must have been hard yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no she's literally growing up with the debages like that's the thing she's growing up and her, her friends are like other musical icons you know? exactly. like that's yeah. that's spectacular that's kind of that's like a hot, hot bed she's like growing up with this like hot bed of talent like it's almost kind of inevitable right that she's going to become iconic it's one of those things exactly and then luckily as well thanks to her dad's um thanks to her dad's input but we definitely cannot neglect um, the tenacity that that Janet herself had, um, I think in the doc, uh, was it Randy or was it Tito who mentioned that Janet was pretty much the only person who stood up to their father? It's because she was quite determined from the beginning. And then maybe, maybe it's the privilege in itself that allowed her the freedom to be able to explore a little bit more, because I guess in Jan- and Randy and Tito's time, um, that wasn't necessarily the case, Jackie's time. But you know, her tenacity and her risk-taking um, characteristics are just so prevalent throughout this whole thing from being able to um, fire her dad at 17 to making a very like blackety black album in, <laughs> in Rhythm Nation, um, you, you know, just being a little bit more daring in her art and control. Janet's psyche yeah. and her, her work ethic cannot, cannot be undermined throughout this whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I think you made a really good point there because realistically, we are seeing she's like 16 by the time she marries Elder Barge, right? So, and she's 17 by she's the time eight. she releases Control. I think she's 18. She's, no, she, no, she's 16. She's right? 17 when she releases, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 17 when she releases Control. Um, and 
all of that, like, I'm not going to do what my daddy tells me, I, I, I like control, that we know that we know what that sounds like, that's, that is because she, she is part, you're right, she's completely right, she is able to defy her dad, in part because she's kind of grown up with rights, whether or the others did it, she's exactly. grown up amongst Once people she's challenged, like the last baby, so by then your yes. parents are already tired, your parents are like, okay, yeah. do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and 100%, they didn't know where she was 90% of the time. When she says, when she was going to finna marry, um, um, Eldon, what's his name, James DeBard, she said she asked Latoya, she said, Latoya, I just really love him and I want to marry him. And Latoya was like, yeah, go for it. And which is mad to me because I'm sat there thinking, so is Latoya like a hater or like, what's that? Is it Latoya that has that bad, she's just like, she has bad judgment or is this like, what's what's this as an older sister uh, i don't know i feel like latoya was giving like social climbing vibes like she was gonna do anything to make it up in, in the upper right, right. even today mm. even the way she behaves today but oh that's another story for another time no <laughs> no i i thought that's for me one of the maddest part of the doc when she goes yeah i told latoya latoya was like yeah marry him <laughs> i was like okay totally strong yeah. Uh, really strong. Um, but yeah, no, I did think, I don't know, like, it, obviously the foundation is important. And she, um, again, the wonderful, I think, I think you didn't want to watch that first episode, but I think that first episode is real good because she goes, I always, what is it? I always have a thing for men with, with drug issues. Why? I, do I, always that. That? I really <laughs> worry. I, and I, and there, there were two moments like that in her interview that made me feel so sad for her. There was that, um, her whole, you know, not necessarily, not, never wanting to date men who had substance abuse issues but also when they got to the part where renee um renee proposed to her and the producer was like oh so you thought this was forever right and she says yes yeah yeah of course but i thought i thought that for every single one of them that was so heartbreaking and i think that's something that we, we should totally touch on like janet's relationship to men um and how, yeah. how she navigates men they it starts off really obviously really timid really i don't know if people pleasing is necessarily where she was going but she put up with a lot she she put up with a lot throughout her her relationships i think do you want to talk about her <laughs> her james the <Bible? laughs> do you know what i actually don't I don't know. So it's like we. I think we've both talked about this. How she's because she comes out all. Oh, I don't want my dad to control me, and then keeps ending up in the situations with people who are like essentially there are there. There's a lot of like dysfunction around control and things like that, right? Because to a degree, she's also trying to control the bar. She she talks about like rolling around the floor trying to like steal his pill, like grab his yeah. pills and flush them on the toilet at some yeah. point and things like that. Instead of just kind of accepting that he is. I mean, and obviously she's only sixteen, so you got to ask yourself, like. What wisdom does a 16-year-old have about these things? Um, but like, yeah, and then obviously like Renee, Renee, Art Ho. Papi Chulo. <laughs> the bay, Renee. Like, Renee, I love, I love that 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 like that nine-year stretch condensed into a couple of minutes that they showed us of their relationship. And I was thinking about yeah. it before recording this whole thing, and I think. I think what I really enjoy about it outside of the fact that he really, I really enjoy meeting people who bring out different sides of me, sides that I'd never Mm -hmm. necessarily considered would be me. I mean, Janet grew up fairly sheltered, um, very Mm -hmm. timid. And for her to meet someone who, who believed in her enough to explore 
her musical talents, her sexuality. That is, I feel like that was, that is so liberating. Um, and I really, I, I, I think that that was, that was the beauty of it because then, you know, I think Renee really helped Janet become Miss Jackson. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. <laughs> he really helped her. Nasty. He really empowered her to feel that way. And I really, I, I think I like that, that section of the doc as well because of the intimacy. We get to see Janet oh, yeah. through the lens of someone we had never considered. Someone who, um, by all accounts, was just her friend. Um, but then the, you know, you know, I love, I love documenting. I have a thousand pictures, random videos that I don't know what I'll end up doing with, but I really appreciated that, that intimacy that his home videos presented. He gave us a really romantic view into Janet's life until, until they went on that trip to Mexico or something. And he started recording her mother and I was like, what are you doing? He's, she said, stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up until that part, it was beautiful. I, I love an exciting yeah. relationship. I love it. I love, I love what excitement. And she said he, he was fun. He brought joy to her life. And you know yeah. what? In yeah. your, in your twenties and your early twenties, your late teens, that's what you need, bro. That's all you need. Just some fun. Just need some fun. Yeah. And realistically, I, I think we discussed this as well. Like that, the album covers from that, that relationship off fucking spectacular like velvet the, the velvet rope cover rhythm nation cover what was the other one there's one i'm missing i think it's a rolling stones cover where he's covering her boobs oh, Iconic. oh, Iconic. oh, <laughs> oh stop it stop it hey that's gonna be my pregnancy on. i'm gonna use that one now that's the template for my pregnancy reveal that's I- i'm announcing my wedding <laughs> no that's it that's it. She really. Yeah. No, that was absolutely. He he was a he was a Tumblr man before Tumblr became was a thing. Realistically, Reddy Reddy was 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 is from Shoreditch. Here. Yep. He's from Brooklyn yep. somewhere. Yeah, he, he goes to Soho House. I can see it. I yep. can see it. He was yeah. he he is what Soho House was founded on. Correct. Um, yeah, and and before he he starts, you know, getting a bit control. Well, I think it seems like he was always controlling, but before it took a turn, shall we say, and like he started having a substance abuse, his substance abuse, completely stunning. There's a the, when he's doing that video with um Gary Dordan or whatever, and her in it, his outfit there spectacular, absolutely spectacular. Wow. And, and I think, but I think someone I saw someone on Twitter say that, that it, the, you're always gonna have problems when you can combine a romantic relationship and your trajectory. And kind of they were always a bit doomed from the start, right? He, he, um, actually, so he, but when they first met, one of the first clips he shows him saying to her, we could do something great, we can do something great together, right? And so already he's tying his like artistic achievements to her success as well. So yeah. of course he has to have control because yeah. his like legacy is riding on her. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of watching, like Ash and I are currently watching a drama, scenes of, scenes of from a marriage. Yeah. Where like where the spouse is like more successful or the two or whatever or the yeah. more like conventionally successful thing and like the pressures I guess that it brings onto her marriage and I think yeah it's very difficult to see dynamics like that where it plays out. 
I wonder what, I, I, I don't know, but maybe men are just good at this, but I wonder what it was that got her, <laughs> got her to trust him in the same way that James DeBarge was like, bro, I don't know why. <laughs> that's what it trusted me because because in the in the was it the first part or the second part when she was just before yeah. she goes uh touring they ask her what 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 are some of the pitfalls and she says well for me um i struggle to find friends i i don't know if you're here for me or if you're here for the name yeah. michael jackson's little sister and what you're describing initially is someone who already had an objective for for that relationship <laughs> it feels like renee already he already knew he was like yeah i'm yeah. Going to, i'm recording this so that in the future you and i we're gonna see this yeah but also so that you can leak it at some point you know yeah. i don't know if this is just my my untrustworthiness um that that's coming out but i don't know what it was that maybe it was just the fun maybe it was just the fun she was like oh i just didn't want to be with someone who pops skills anymore see what a see what a what a crappy relationship can do See, the bar was so low. The bar, bar low. No, no, because, no, because speak on it. Because by the time she's with Jermaine, they're asking her, she's like, Jermaine is a good man. Jermaine is a good man. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, he, but, he, but he cheated. And she's like, no, no, he was a good man. Well, at least he wasn't taking drugs. That, that, yeah. The bar was low. Yikes. And I, I guess it's the first guy she didn't complain about trying to control her. So that's also something. Yeah. But that's because he was never around. He was never around to control her anyway. No. <laughs> So, like, yeah, I yeah. feel for her. It's just, it's just, it's the terrible precedence, realistically, that your, your family life sets for you in terms of what you come to expect from other people. Like, I feel yeah. for her. Yeah. And, like, even, again, to start with, she has this thing of, like, she said at the beginning where, where because obviously all her siblings were actually working, she was always the one just following them around, not really having a purpose or, like, a direction and right. asking herself, like, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think... She's, I, I was thinking about this. I think she's one of those people that approaches relationships as to how can I make you like me rather than do I even like you? Yes. And you can see, yeah. you can see it very much with, I mean, I don't, I don't know if everyone is like this, but at some point, the older you get, the more you preserve yourself over what's better for what's best for the family. And mm-hmm. she, she really, she put herself on the back burner with, with the Michael situation. Yeah. Of course, yeah. You. of course there are all these allegations about you, but if making a song with me is going to clean up your image, then definitely I'm going to do that. I'll come to your house and yeah, the song. I'll do it. I'll do everything. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it because she looks so happy to be, that she, she looked like yeah she, she looked like oh look at me right in songs with my big brother <clears throat> i used to dream of times like this but she, <laughs> she was really on that <laughs> but mind you yeah, according to her um they hadn't spoken in a while so i can imagine that being able to have a project with your sibling and see it through and dance also iconic video amazing Very. wow yeah like yeah like through all the turmoil, the thing that does stay consistent is the quality of the output. <laughs> she is quality an artiste, baby. I will also say the thing that like I find, I don't know. So I think it was really interesting the, the perspective we get of Michael in the end of this doc, because you, I think you mentioned earlier how people were expecting something super salacious about, from this documentary, but she's the executive producer, so how salacious was it ever going to be? Considering that she was the, an executive producer, we don't get a really you don't get a very flattering view of Michael you don't you don't get a, a, a flattering view of Michael but you don't you don't also get 
you don't get the best view you don't get the worst view i think it was very neutral and notice how i feel like the whole thing was just like yeah these things happen but it is what it is type of thing <laughs> you, somebody you, hasn't been to therapy so, somebody has not been to therapy wow she's like yeah these things happen but it is what it is from her relationship with her dad to the wardrobe malfunction to everything that happened with michael to her crappy mm-hmm. relationships she was just like yeah it's just it's just life she was very yep poised about it she was very matter-of-factly about all of it and I mean I don't we don't need to wonder why but I just keep thinking about that her stylist friend who kept saying you guys don't even know she struggles in silence all the time like she's always she's in pain Mm. all the time Mm. And, and so I feel like I feel like this is still it she just want but why why would you want to do a documentary if you're not really going to tell us what's going on? Like even just give us a modicum of feeling. We only got her rawest self or a little bit of emotion when in the very beginning, like the first five minutes when she sees her brother on the wall. On the mirror. She's like, oh, my brother, oh, look at Michael looking all cheeky while everyone else is looking up. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then yeah. there's a, and then, and then when she got a little bit emotional about her dad and how when mm. her dad passed, at least he got the chance to meet his grandchild and play with the child and everything. Those yeah. were the only two moments that I could pinpoint where she gave yeah. a little bit of emotion. Everything else was just, yeah, it's my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also add that she also seems kind of uh, like the only time she really seems to drop her guard as well is around Randy. Um, Like she seems the most at ease around Randy of of, of everyone else that seems to be featured. But I will say that kind of why, again, control. (laughs) Jada 100% has issues with, I mean, it's like armchair diagnosis, not hardly the most earth shattering revelation, like, to conclusions I've drawn from this documentary, but 100% has issues with control. And she frames it as, as being perturbed by controlling men. But realistically, it's also like her. She's, I don't know, she's, she is like, and I guess you have to as a celebrity, right? You have to have like a, you have to be very concerned with like actually what, what is out there what 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 images are out there of me what's a story out there of me and 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 I think we've talked about this and I I think she's really smart like yeah. I think she's a very smart she's very smart and she's clearly very concerned with the legacy and I think good like <laughs> I think good like better late than never I almost think she's left it too long but also she probably just didn't have the opportunity to start thinking in this way until recently because you know everything that happened with being blackboard due to the Super Bowl so yeah, it's 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 what we see with Beyonce as well. Like that sort of like thinking actually, what legacy do I want to leave? How can I preserve it? And you know, and you have to like be someone who's quite obsessed with like control to be able to cheat to like really say, even after death, I want to ensure that you perceive me in this way. You have to be someone who is obsessed with control to be that correct. Do you know what I mean? To think in that way and to really aspire. To, to define how people view you after death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think I think it also comes with, I think she learned so much from her siblings as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And shout out to her dad for the for the 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 image control as well, the curation of the way people saw their kids. Because you notice yeah. that the moment they left his wing, Michael just like pow, <laughs> Michael just gets yeah. It's like when you leave, it's I keep thinking about this whole um idea of of what parents think about their kids when their kids go off to uni but they think they'll just explode and that 
that is what I think ended up happening to Michael, obviously, um, including, but not, ex- yeah, including his neuroses and the, probably his self-esteem issues, et cetera, et cetera. That definitely played a part in it. But um, yeah, no, Janet, Janet likely wanted to curate her life or at least give people um, a specific image of her, which is very evident because we only now, we only know, we now know more about her relationship with Renee, for example, everything has just been lock off. Like you don't know anything about Janet's life up until this moment. And, and the men just, they just won't let her live. Ah. (laughs) This is her issue, but she now has little, is it Asa? Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I no, I, I'm glad she, like I said, I'm glad she's done it because it's like, it reminds me of Michelle Obama trying to put their garden in the White House in cement before she left mm. so that, that she had like one thing there that people couldn't uproot. Exactly. Um, you know what I mean? That's what it gives me. It gives me those, those vibes. Like, and even like, I'm like, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard that story of, is it, is it, uh, Zora Neale Hurston where her what her, her, her like writing is lost until Alice Walker goes back and pretends to be a family member Imagine. and essentially gets her work like her writing republished right because wow. Zora Neale Hurston wasn't as concerned with her legacy mm-hmm. if, so if Alice Walker hadn't gone back and collected it and the, why I find the story fantastic is because Bell Hooks cites it as the reason why she created her own institution because that. she said she wasn't going to leave it up she said she wasn't going to leave it up to some random future person to come try and read a sketch she wasn't she was by herself going to make sure that she wasn't forgotten wow and so I'm watching Janet do this and it's giving me all this, all these like kind of, and, 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 and she's absolutely, I think she's absolutely right to do it because I think if she hadn't done it, no one else would have. Yeah. Right? Like, and I, I think all Michael Jackson's flaws, he's still venerated. Absolutely. And that, and I think that is especially important for black people. I think we need yeah. black women, not black even black women, black, women. black the black way folk non-binary all the blacks we need to see this which is why it hurts i always i always take it so personally when when a black um icon passes away i was so down when kobe died i'm not the biggest basketball fan but i know what that man stood for and i know what he meant to a lot of black men um Mm. We, 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 we lose Cicely Tyson, we lose um, Chadwick Boseman, all of these people um, luckily have legacies that will live on forever. And I think that's something that Janet herself was trying, trying to do. And we beautifully see it in, in the likes of Tiana Taylor and Tanache who samples um, Funny How Time Flies on, on how many times. Like I just, and it's, it's beautiful because little things like those are like little Easter eggs around the world or the internet or anywhere that you can experience Janet's, Janet's work that our kids mm. probably end up discovering like, oh, what is that? What is that so-and-so sample? And then you go and yeah. you, discover, you discover that it's Janet and now you're open to this. You've now been introduced to this whole discography of an artist decades older than you and has has had major cultural impact. So nah, Janet is really that babe. (laughs) She she I I think she's again, it's I'm glad, like I said, I'm so glad she got a cheat. She's the one who told her story. I think well well done for her for having that control. Well done. I'm glad she's the one who told it because I don't think we would because it was really girlish, right? It was truthfully, like it was quite the beginning of it was it really did give this it was really it made her it was very human. It felt 
very human. It really humanized her. You, you felt at the beginning that girlishness, which very, again, very much mirrors her career, you know, to, to like a woman, again, kind of coming out into her sexuality, the velvet robe, which again, her, her she executed beautifully. Um, you know, yeah. and it, up until the peak of her career, where she's like in these boardrooms of like Coca Cola, and she's like now entering this like grown woman at the top, like being like really, she's gained control at this point. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, and yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's really, it's really, it really humanizes her. And I think had it been left to literally anybody else, I don't think it would have humanized her. Any nobody else, I think, could have humanized her story the way she and her within that story the way she has managed to. Absolutely. And I think so. Kudos, kudos for her for for actually for getting her hands on that. Like kudos to her. Um, and I think it's done something for. Mm. And this might be an. This is maybe a reach. I'm, I I I might take this back. Maybe six months from now, three months from now, whatever. But I think it's done something to, in a way to, for the perception of like. Um, black again I keep saying black women specifically because like I'm trying to think of a, 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 any other like cultural icons that we have like big cultural icons from her time who we look at their stories and it's not like a, it's not a tale of like turmoil like, br- like, brutality yeah and, like, <laughs> like, like like dark poverty yeah like, like, like desperate poverty yeah, like, she's the drake of her time and, she's the drake of her yeah time. like she like she dead ass had a soft life you know what I mean? she was a soft babe living or doing altair things that's yeah. what she did she was a yeah. soft babe doing guest altair things most of her life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Guess yeah. Frost, babe was dancing in jeans trust me mm-hmm. it was just living a soft life right yeah. and i think it adds to the diversity of like I don't know, it adds to the to the catalogue what's like possible mm-hmm. for, for I don't know, in a sense. I don't yeah. know. Um I'm not saying it's a re- I would never go as far as to say it's revolutionary because like freedom is not being able to afford more things. Mm-hmm. But I think it definitely diversifies the stories out there of us. And I think it serves to in some way, because I think sometimes there's there's a it doesn't sever it, doesn't even cause that. It doesn't like, it doesn't begin to rectify the damage that, that I don't know, like I hate to bring it, but like colonialism has done to the image of the black or black right. woman. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it definitely serves to sort of like add dimension to the image. Absolutely. So where we're not, where we're not look, like, like again, like love and respect to all of the ancestors who've like had like the really harrowing beginning stories. But mm-hmm. it's nice that she never seems to, knowingly suffered with substance abuse issues it's like yeah. it's nice to kind of see that I don't know like obviously she had her downtimes, but there's not that there wasn't any like real there wasn't any like earth shattering yes yeah if, if if the thing that we're able to say that was sad about her the main thing that was sad about her life is that she's never she hasn't as of till yet found an endearing love if that's the main tragedy that we can pinpoint from her life then you know she's got no scot-free yippee kaye bitch yeah. neither have I now what like yeah. many people have not been able to so what like it is what it is right and for her to um, be able to have all of those relationships and leave them relatively unscathed again from what, yeah, right? from what we yeah. know so so unscathed in fact that she was willing to give it a go once twice Each three times yeah 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 either that or she's just a, <laughs> a the most resilient the most resilient baby that yeah. god has ever no she's, she's one of god's it. strongest soldiers i tell yeah. you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah one of god's strongest i'm telling you but no and i i think that's one of the things that i like but it was actually just like 
baby, I was, you know, then I, I was born by the river. No, mm. Janet is like, I was born in the Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, soft life. Obviously, she wasn't, but I love that she just was just kind of like, yeah, no, I had a chill life. Did, did some chill things, did a little, little alter experimentation. And, and, and she's, and I think she was able to embody this, like, really, yeah, like a, a form of artistry, like easygoing artistry that we don't always see yeah from from black women mm-hmm. and also what amazed me a little bit is to see the stability of relationships back then as compared to relationships now because if you see her she's actually like in 10 year relationship nine year relationship 10 year relationship every time every time and then the caucasity of them mm-hmm. to to then paint her as this vixen post super bowl incident which we're not going to get into because yeah it's not really the remit and it's been no it's not it's not yeah yeah, that's 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 insane that's insane but yeah yeah this was an awesome first episode we love you janet love you janet